the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka only on the Blaze Radio Network. Third hour, Pure Opelka kicking into high gear. Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network joining you as we do every weekend. Six days of Pure Opelka, and thank you for making it work. Thank those of you who follow me on the Blaze channels. And if you don't, please go to theblaze.com, click on the channel button, follow me, follow Jeffy, the guy that follows me here. Uh, follow, follow as many of us as you, as you support. It would be amazing to have all of you following us. And it would just help us keep the word out there. It's very important. Coming up this hour, we're going to touch on a, a couple of important subjects. I don't know if I'm going to get Allie Stuckey on the phone. I sent her a, a message late last night. Allie is the vlogger, the video blogger, who you can see on theblaze.com. She is a millennial who brings hope to me when I think about millennials, a group I'm frequently very tough, tough on them. So maybe we'll get Allie. Uh, we're going to talk a little Preakness because I... I have to give you my Preakness pick. Uh, we will update if anything big happens with President Trump and his uh, trip. He arrived in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia earlier today, had a welcome on the tarmac. The Saudi king actually showed up, something that the king did not do when Barack Obama was there. And there was a royal gathering that happened, a royal welcome, where Trump got a really badass gold necklace put around <laughs> put around him i wonder if he gets to keep that i think that's the property of the white house but it is a beautiful gold necklace it's like the saudi uh, royal order that he was inducted into and um and then there'll be a royal dinner a family dinner tonight and then there's the big speech tomorrow which i'm sure will be covered everywhere uh this um interesting the CNN's making making uh, hay out of the fact that Melania Trump did not wear a head covering and apparently Donald Trump criticized Michelle Obama when she didn't wear a head covering a scarf if you will at at their last meeting and uh, you know come on now Donald Trump was criticizing everything Barack Obama did publicly not so publicly as well, I'm sure. And speaking of not so publicly, there was the leak last night that Donald Trump apparently, allegedly told the Saudis 
that uh, he fired that nut job, Jim Comey. Nobody's naming names, but this is the latest, the latest comment that is leaked out of this very leaky White House. And you have to wonder just who's behind all these leaks. But CNN is making this headline news. MSNBC is making it headline news. It's on the cover of both New York tabloids today. It is uh, the word nut job. And earlier today, as CNN was starting its broadcast day, they had in some experts talking about Donald Trump calling Comey a nut job. And I have to give one of the experts credit. Instead of jumping on the bandwagon and beating up Trump, he went, you know, Trump used the word nut job all the time. It's not like that was a special insult. It was, it was an insult he frequently used. So let's not get crazy about that. And yes, I said crazy. Am I not allowed to use the word crazy? I'm sorry. I have a question. Aside from today's vital question, which is up already, and that the vital question of the day is on my Twitter account. The vital question of the day on Twitter relates to the removal of the Confederate monuments and Confederate statues all around the South, specifically in Louisiana, where four have been removed. And I wondered how you feel about it. Is it okay? Is it not okay? Is it okay, but we should put them in a museum? And you just can't decide. And currently, most of you think it's just not okay at all. I stand on the fact that, hey, we... We don't have to offend people, but we can put them up in a museum and make sure we educate people so that we never repeat this awful mistake of slavery. But I have another question. There was a horrific crash this week in Times Square. The guy that drove his car down 7th Avenue and then pulled a U-turn and drove up the sidewalk from 42nd Street to 45th Street slamming into pedestrians on the sidewalk, killing one. There's another one who looks like may not make it today. There were four people critically injured, so there might be two deaths involved in this. And I don't want to give this guy any, any more attention that he's gotten. But, you know, immediately when it happened, everybody panicked and we went, please, God, please, God, please, God, don't let it be terrorism. Please just let it be some idiot, some drunken nut, because you don't want to think that New York City, especially Times Square, the crossroads of the world, would be struck by terrorism. And the absence of the NYPD's Hercules squad, those are the officers in all black, made me think that this was not terrorism, or they didn't believe it was terrorism. And I stuck by that. And then I started getting messages from some of you, some of the vast and unpaid resource departments, some of the smart ones out there. And this audience is the smartest audience. I swear to you. Some of you were saying, you jumped too soon on this. This doesn't make any sense. This guy doing what he did and driving as he did. It makes no sense. He, he apparently wasn't drunk, but there have been reports that he was high. He apparently had two previous DUI convictions. He also reportedly was a washout from the U.S. Navy. We were told that he was suicidal and, and had hoped the cops would shoot him. And we really don't know yet, do we? We don't know much. And yet now a collection of security camera videos has started showing up online.
There's a, a, a one montage of clips from various security cameras showing the horrific accident from several angles and from several different blocks. And it's pretty graphic. I posted a 45-second clip of this online on my Twitter account, at StuntBrain, just now. It's a 45-second clip, and I will tell you, if you are squeamish, if the sight of pedestrians being run over and bodies being thrown about by a speeding car makes you uh, upset, don't watch it. Do not watch this, because it is, uh, it's unedited. But it's only, it's 45 seconds of the full two and a half minutes. And you see the vehicle going down 7th Avenue and then suddenly making this abrupt U-turn and then turning and accelerating up the sidewalk, going against traffic, but also on the sidewalk and literally mowing over people. And it is, again, this was the middle of the day on a very hot summer day in a crowded Times Square, taking people by complete surprise. You see the panic. You see the carnage. You see the body strewn about. And you see people unable to get out of the way. Ultimately, the, the first young woman, the 18-year-old woman who was killed, is seen. In the full two-minute video, you actually see the car get stuck up on the pillar that protects the pedestrian wall, the two-and-a-half, three-foot-tall metal pillar that lines 7th Avenue sidewalk and preventing traffic from coming off the street onto the sidewalk. This guy didn't go through those to get up on the sidewalk. Instead, he U-turned and came up on a crosswalk. So where, where do we stand on this? What's the story with this video? Is it, is it okay to speculate? What do you think? Was there more to this? I, I don't know what to think yet, but I think it's okay to ask the questions. I think it's incumbent upon us to say, what's really happening here? And what do we know about this guy? Uh, there certainly has been a lot of attention on it in New York. There's, a matter of fact, a ton of attention in New York. New York politicians, um, New York politicians are saying that the first thing we need to do is go in and, and make Times Square even safer. Well, af after arriving in New York, after arriving in New York in 1988 and making New York City my home until very recently, I can tell you New York was a really unsafe place in 1988. It was about as unhinged and, and crazy as you could imagine. If you wanted anything in the world at any hour of the day, all you had to do was go to Times Square and you can find it. And now Times Square is a mall, pretty much. It was Disneyfied years ago. All of the weird adult theaters yeah i used air quotes all of the weird adult theaters are gone you have national chains chains that take up most of the retail space there's an m&m's store in times square for gosh sakes and people come there at any given day most of those people are tourists in times square right there at the crossroads of the world right there outside the, the building where MTV used to host TRL every day. ESPN is there. 
CNBC is there. They're all, almost every single network has a storefront set up there broadcasting somewhere from Times Square. And if they're not in Times Square, they're just up the road. So this is a key point where if you wanted to make a statement, if you wanted to, if you wanted to wreak havoc on the greatest city in the country, you could do so pretty evilly, e easily if you were, and evilly too. Boy, talk about a Freudian slip. You could do so pretty easily if you were to be able to do what has been done in, in other cities, London, Paris, Nice, driving a vehicle into crowded, crowded areas. So how do you protect that? I don't know. But I posted 45 seconds of this two and a half minute video. And I, I think it would be, it'd be interesting for all of us to have a, a, a fair and open discussion about what happened. What happened? Brian Packbush, I hope I'm saying your name right, Brian. Brian Packbush tweeted at me, I don't think warning graphic content really covers that video. Um, I, I, I was just trying to get it on the, on the site, Brian, but if, if anybody is squeamish or anybody doesn't want to see what happened, and again, this is, this is only 45 seconds of an over two-minute video that was sent to me by one of the smarter people I know. One of the people who said, there's something else here, and we need to look deeper. And you know, I'm, I'm all for that. But I, do, I also don't want to get into the Alex Jones false flag thing and the uh, dark helicopters flying over Times Square directing a guy in a car to drive up on the sidewalk. I don't want to get into that zone. But I do think it's fair to ask the question, what made this guy do it? What was his intention? And how do we know, actually? How do we really know? I still get a chill when I see the cover of yesterday's New York Post, the photographer who happened to be right there on the scene and caught the guy getting out of his car and leaping into the air and screaming. It is a chilling photograph. The video that I posted on Twitter is equally chilling. But I'd like to know, what do you think? Phone lines are open. If you have an opinion, if you don't, that's fine. 888 900-3393-888-900-3393. Is there more here than we are being told? Is there something else to worry about? And what can New York do that they aren't already doing to protect Times Square? If you do anything else, if you ban vehicle traffic altogether, the crossroads of the world will pretty much shut down. You can't, you can't bubble wrap all of us. And then the terrorists win. But was this even terrorism? I really don't think we know enough. And until we know enough, we can't really know, can we? Michael Pelka on Pure Opelka. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Michael Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I posted a clip that so many of you have already reacted to. It was sent to me by one of the smarter people I know in the whole wide world, which is why I gave it some credibility. Uh, it's a clip showing 45 seconds of uh, different security cameras that covered the crash in Times Square the other day, the deadly crash. And, uh, you know, initially people were saying, nothing to see here, drunken guy, guy has a history of DUIs and we think he was on drugs, yada, yada, yada. And then people started saying, hold on a second here, this is a problem, this thing is a bad thing, there's something else here. And, you know, I initially went, cut it out, let's stop chasing this stuff. And then my very smart friend sent it to me and said, you need to look at this. So I'm asking you guys, what else is here? And I warn you, if you watch the video online, it's very graphic. It is very graphic and will disturb some people. It's horrible, it's tragic, but it's also graphic. So Rich in White Plains is up early on a Saturday. Good morning, Rich. Uh, what do you think about this video? I didn't see it, Mike. That's, uh, you asked to call in about uh, the, you know, how do we keep... Uh, oh, Times Square safe. Yeah, okay. Times What's Square your thought? Safe, the country safe. Um, um, I just, uh, I'd like to segue uh, from that um, or about that, how we managed to keep our country and Times Square relatively safe with a, according to our president, a crazy man and a nut job uh, heading the FBI. I mean, you know, how's that possible? I, you know, if, if that guy was uh, so unhinged, you would think that the FBI would not be functioning correctly and that we would have more terrorist attacks. So, so uh, you know, uh, um, do you support the president with his assessment of James Comey being a nut job? Well, Rich, um, thank you for your call. I appreciate you chiming in on that. Uh, right now, that's a, an assertion from an unnamed source. Right now, that's hearsay. Wouldn't be allowed in court. And uh, so, frankly, I'm not going to entertain it. It's off topic, but I appreciate you calling in. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And th that is how I feel about that New York Times reporting. I think we get so much of this. So much of this is speculation and rumor and unnamed sources and enough, enough. I understand the occasional need for anonymous sources, but the overuse and the dependence on it has become a critical mass for me. I just can't, I can't support it. But I am watching uh, this story, and I'm hoping to hear from, from some of you. Johnny Vanes on Twitter writes, There are illicit drugs on the market which enable a disturbed person to drop inhibitions and act on negative thoughts. Yes, that's a good point. So that would mean it's an innocent subject. 
that would mean it's a very innocent subject. Uh, I'm going to keep watching this. I'm going to keep watching this to see is, is there more here? And maybe, maybe we need to keep pressing our elected officials to tell us more. I'm going to step away here for a minute. When we get back, I have, uh, I've got two and a half minutes. I thought I had a minute. Our time, my time clock is off. But uh, just around the corner, I have good news. Uh, a friend of mine who happens to be a chef of some note, uh, the, the wonderful mad Cuban, Carl Ruiz, happens to be in Memphis, Tennessee for a barbecue festival. Yeah, okay. All of us just went full Pavlov's dog and started drooling, didn't we? Carl Ruiz, the mad Cuban, is in Memphis. Uh, he's going to give us uh, his unvarnished opinion on, on this subject because he works in Times Square. And maybe he'll make a Preakness pick, which I still have to do. So much more to cover and just a half hour of the show left before Jeffy gets here. This is Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. One of the great joys in my life is to be able to have a, a broad spectrum of friends and acquaintances, not only in the world, but in the media world that I, I run around in all day long and all my life. And recently, I've, I've come in contact with a guy who I just think is uh, so much fun and so entertaining, and yet he is great at what he does. And I think it's the passion that drives the greatness and the appreciation, uh, the joie de vie that he has and the enjoyment is apparent in everything he does. If you're on Instagram, uh, Sabor Chef, you have to find Sabor Chef, that account. If you're on Twitter, it's Carl Ruiz. We call him the Mad Cuban. He's a Food Network staple. He's also a budding radio star, one of the funniest guys I've run into in years. You hear him sometimes on uh, Sirius, Sirius XM and a couple different shows on Roland's Food Court and with uh, Greg Opie Hughes on Opie Radio. And he's in Memphis today. But uh, I tracked him down because I saw he was awake. And I thought, we got to check in with the Cuban and see, uh, first of all, do you ever sleep, sir? Well, you know, the gout gets you up early, so um, I have to walk off all the ribs and stuff, you know, being down here in Memphis. Um, this is my Super Bowl. You know, this is, uh, this is an incredible thing to be part of. It's unbelievable, Mike. What is this, this rib thing you're talking about? So it's Memphis in May, and what it is, it's all the best barbecue guys. Um, they come down and they compete. Uh, for a trophy, you know, just like anything else. But uh, Memphis is kind of, it's, it's, it's the pitness of, of barbecue. So everyone that you want to know is here, you know, from, you know, the guys, you know, I was just walking through the lobby of the Peabody Hotel, and, and I meet the uh, guy that builds old Hickory Pits, which if you're into barbecue, that's like uh, the guy that makes Ferraris. You know what wow. I mean? So it was, 
and he's just sitting there drinking coffee, sobering up like the rest of us, you know, and <laughs> it, it, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, everybody gets a little booth, and you're you're on the park, right, you know, overlooking the Mississippi River, and just eating the most incredible things you've ever eaten. Yesterday, I walked into Billy Durney Hometown Barbecue, the only barbecue guy in a country with a Michelin star. Um, you know, Michelin star is a big deal for us, especially in barbecue. So he's making dry-aged burgers, 40-day dry-aged hamburgers uh, from Pat Lafrida in New York. I can't even explain to you what it tasted like. It tasted like I was being cradled by an angel. It was unbelievable. It was 40 unbelievable. day dry aged beef burgers. At, at now, Carl, we're talking to Carl Ruiz. He's the Mad Cuban. He's he's a, an incredible chef. If you're up in the New York, New Jersey area, uh, Carl has like three restaurants. Marie's is the one you want to check out in Chatham, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, but Carl. Can the can the general populace can can Joe Sixpack show up and experience this event? Absolutely. I mean, it's ten bucks to get in, and it's uh, being a New Yorker. I'm still amazed how we're still part of the country because these people are so nice. For ten dollars, you walk in. Everyone wants to feed you. You just walk by, and people are frying chicken. You know, one of my best favorite fried chickens is uh, this place, Ubon's from Mississippi. They're here. And the guy's sitting there, you know, in a 10-gallon drum just frying chicken. That's unbelievable. You just walk up, you say, can I get a piece of chicken? And they'll give it to you. It's incredible. It's, it's what? unbelievable. What am I doing in the Northeast today when this oh. heaven on earth is happening in Memphis? Oh, my God. It's just... It, it's unbelievable, you know, it's unbelievable. Everybody, you know, it's a, it's a great, and it's also a great break from everybody. I mean, especially in this political climate. I mean, it's just nobody talks about anything except barbecue sauce and where the cold beers are. I mean, it's just a nice little break, and, uh, and I love it. Yeah. I have two questions about uh, about two things I, I've noticed that you've been reporting on, and we're talking to Carl Ruiz. He's a great chef. He's also a funny guy and uh, a friend, a new friend that I've discovered in my radio exploits. Uh, you can call Absolutely. him the Mad Cuban too. Uh, I notice you post these tomahawk steak shots everywhere. Where can I get? What butcher do I need to talk to to get a tomahawk steak cut for me? You just did, Mike. You just did. What, um, the, the, the premier uh, meat growers are here, and what I'm going to do is I brought a Yeti. I have a soft Yeti bag. Ooh. I'm going to pack some up, and uh, I'll see you in New York. Absolutely. I, I, you know what? I haven't been to New York in a while. Now I have a great excuse to say, honey, I'm getting on the train. I'm going to New York. I got to see the Cuban. And it's the other way... If your home is on the way, I'll just come and drop them off. You have to eat them. I was eating these. These tomahawk steaks basically are a ribeye, but they leave the bone in, and they French the bone, so the bone, it, makes, it looks like a giant meat lollipop. Um, but technically, as a chef, why you love these steaks is because it, the, the bone gets super hot uh, on the grill, 
and it starts to, now this is really inside baseball, but it really, it starts to arc the steak a little bit. So it just protects the steak on the grill and keep, makes a little layer of air between the grill and the steak, and it gives it this extra smoky flavor, which is incredible. Wow. Uh, now, now I, I literally am doing the Pavlov's dog thing here, and I'm salivating <laughs> at the thought of this. And, yeah, if you're coming up 95, I'm going to set up a roadblock in Delaware and stop you and make sure oh, uh, yeah, we confiscate. Delaware, so you're going to get mistakes. Okay, good, 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 good. Now, the other thing, uh, as, and I, I appreciate you taking time out of your, your busy morning and your, your wandering Memphis. Uh, is there any trend in either sauces or barbecue that you're seeing that we should be aware of? There, there's a big trend um, to bringing barbecue back to the backyard, right? Um, barbecue has, go, has gone the way of the gadget, you know? Um, a gadget for this, a, a, an injector for this marinade. And at the end of the day, um, it's just about, believe it or not, reading and research and knowing your food. You know, one thing that really blew my mind one day is there's this guy out of the Carolinas. His name is Rodney Scott. And there was a giant uh, uh, barbecue event. He shows up with his F-250. In the back, he's got a bunch of cinder blocks. He builds a little pit, puts a pig on it, covers it with some corrugated steel, corrugated steel uh, and he won every, every award. You know what I mean? Not one thermometer, not one injection machine, and I think that's what it is. It's, it's really just getting a cheap Weber, learning about coals, learning about you know, how to marinate your meat, and, and making great barbecue, and getting away from this super technical world you know, we tend to make things complicated, and, and, and then they're, they're not good for the amateurs. So I'm seeing a lot of down-home cooking here. Uh, people are getting away from the high-tech barbecue and, and just enjoying some low-fi, good old American Southern food. So my, my propane grill with the Wi-Fi connection to my iPhone, I should just put that on hold and get out the old Weber kettle and put some coals and chips in it and learn how to just cook it based on temperature and feel. Yeah, I mean, if I can tell you and, and anyone that's listening, you know, it's all about temperature and what temperature the meat goes on. One thing if you notice when you go to this thing like Memphis in May, I pick up as a chef, I pick up on you know, tricks that everyone's doing, and then I, I make those law, right? If I see more than 10 pit masters doing the same thing, I say, okay, that's something that works. So one thing that I realize, and anyone can do this at home, is let your meat get down to room temperature before you put it on the grill. Because mm -hmm. what happens is, if you take a piece of meat uh, from the refrigerator and put it on the grill, the difference in temperature is so extreme that number one, it's like throwing a giant meat ice cube onto your grill, right? The grill goes down into the danger zone where it's not doing anything, and the meat uh, starts to steam itself. And that's the number one way of getting tough meat. So make sure that your meat is room temperature before it goes on the grill, and you're literally 80% there. I, I love the advice. Carl, you know, I, I so appreciate you. Your advice is always spot on. And now that I know that there is a tomahawk steak headed north with my name on it, 
I will. I'm going to set up a roadblock, literally, and stop you in 95 uh, when you come, just before you get to the Pennsylvania border, before you get uh, over into Jersey. But I, I, I so appreciate you, Carl Ruiz. Follow him on Instagram, at Sabor Chef, and j just check him out. He's one of the good guys. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thank you. And if anyone that listens to your show is in Memphis, come to the Peg Leg booth, uh, Peg Leg from Tennessee, and ask for the Cuban, and I'll feed you myself. Uh, I've, there are people who are actually tweeting at me right now saying, I'm only five hours away. I'm on my way. I could make it by lunch. So the Peg Leg Barbecue booth, ask, for, ask the pit master to connect you to Carl Ruiz. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Cuban. Have a great day. You got it. Uh, Thank you very much. That guy has so much, so much joy in his life, and it's all due to how he, he handles his passion and the food. I, I could talk to Carl Ruiz all day long. What a good guy. Uh, when we get back, yeah, I do have time to give you a Preakness pick, and we'll take care of that next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Jimmy Fallon, you guys, what a show we have for you tonight. Whoa. The next president of the United States, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, is here tonight. Okay, okay, everybody calm down about The Rock. <laughs> oh, what a good way to make some headlines. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? Interesting what comes up during the week. The Rock, President Dwayne Johnson. Why not? We have President Trump. We had President Ronald Reagan, who came out of movies. And yes, he was governor of California before he became president. I know that. We'll monitor everything going on with Donald Trump's visit to uh, Saudi Arabia today and tomorrow. And then he's in Israel starting on Monday and then off to Italy in the G7 meetings. He'll hang out with the Pope for a little bit. Uh, we'll We'll cover anything and everything that comes out. Right now, there's just a whole lot of, how do you like this? What do you think of that? The palace is cool, right? Yes. I'm still in shock over the fact that the, the waiters at the Saudi royal greeting, the guys who were pouring the coffee, all had pistols. <laughs> all of them had sidearms. Very interesting number. Uh, the Preaknesses today... Immediately after this show, I am heading down to the, uh, the park here, the, the horse track in Delaware that also has a paramutual betting site in it. And I am looking at slapping a couple of shekels down. Always Dreaming is still the favorite right now. John Velasquez will be riding Always Dreaming. But I think there's an opportunity for Conquest Mo Money. Conquest Mo Money could get something done. Currently at 15 to 1. So, you know, don't put your money on it unless you're prepared to lose it. But I, I like uh, Gunavera also. And uh, there's still some money out there on Classic Empire. So maybe you play a couple of combos and boxes and maybe you see something. But will we have a Triple Crown winner? 
they seem to think there's a good chance for always dreaming to follow up the derby win the derby win with a, a win today of course waiting in the wings is the one and only jeff fisher and i know you guys will treat jeffy with the respect and love that he deserves as he delivers his program to you I, I would like you to please take time and go to the twitter today and send me uh an update on on how you feel about both the Times Square video that I posted because I'm really not sure about it and I also would like to get your input on the removal of the Confederate monuments and statues currently we had a pretty good uh, early voting on this 70% of you 77% of you say it's just wrong to take them down 14% say it's okay but they need to go into a museum that's where I am. I think they need to be down, but in a museum, and we point people to it to say, hey, this is important. We can't ever let this happen again. 6% can't decide, and 3% think it's the right thing to do. I don't think it's the right thing to do, but, you know, we can't just... I, I, I think we have to be, be smart about it. We have to have to be absolutely smart. Did you enter last week's contest for the shirts that I got during the Pope's visit? The clever shirts? Yeah, we'll, we'll tell you who the winner is in the Easter egg. That means you have to go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music and listen past the end of the show. And there might be some more because there were more shirts discovered in that treasure trove. It's going to be a very interesting week ahead. Join me Monday at noon Eastern on Pure Opelka. We'll cover the president and all the other craziness. Thank you for joining me this morning. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Opelka. With Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.